Hey, you're listening to Stalking Spurs, the football podcast that isn't just about football. It's about all the stalking and reporting that we are doing throughout this global crisis. Hi, Patty. How are you? Hi, Toby. How are you? Greetings from quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from quarantine day. I don't know what. Uh, it seems that no matter where you are in the world, you are probably cooped up indoors. So I guess thanks for listening to us. Thanks for uh, listening to here. us. Yeah, as we try to uh, keep ourselves entertained and updated on all things Spurs. Uh, yeah. What a show we have today. What an awesome show we have today. So we are saying that during this time of, you know, global uncertainty, there seem to be more questions than answers. Like, what board games is Jan passing the time with? Why does Winxy steep his tea for only seven seconds before drinking? <laughs> And what is the Zoom meeting code for Spurs Home Workouts? So all of these questions and more we'll be tackling in today's show. I mean, guys, for some, for a football podcast that isn't just about football, like, there is a lot going on in the past two weeks since we last had our show. Totally. It's like, because there's an absence of football, there's suddenly so much more content about football. (laughs) Content and controversy. Content and controversy. That is right, Toby. And because you just said the C word, controversy, (laughs) I guess we start off with our first controversy of the show. Uh, I think up front in the start of the show, we wanted to get Toby's thoughts on some of the hot issues surrounding this first theme right now. For example, in the time of the coronavirus, COVID-19, obviously a lot of... uh, jobs and employees are you know getting laid off or furloughed or being told to work from home or take indefinite non-paid leaves uh and unfortunately for the Spurs team we got a bit embroiled in news so the BBC released some news about uh I guess Premier League clubs not well not paying the staff properly and using this uh pandemic as an excuse so there, the, the headline from BBC is Premier League clubs to consult players on a 30% wage cut um, as resumptions are delayed. Like It's not sounding good, especially for Spurs. I don't know if it's like just like a bad PR week for them, but what are your thoughts on this, guys? I think it's been really tricky. I mean, Rooney, Wayne Rooney highlighted very early, and by very early, I mean like about three, three and a half, four weeks ago, that he felt football players were being used as guinea pigs back at the time when certain countries in particular like the UK hadn't taken steps to prevent the spread and were moving too slowly. Meanwhile, Italy was, you know, playing games behind closed doors already and and then started canceling games quite quickly. So Rooney addressed that quite early to say, hey, I don't think we're treating football players appropriately given what we don't know about coronavirus and given the, the rapid spread. So then for the whole situation to turn around and become an issue of kind of blaming footballers and and putting all the onus on them, I think feels super unfair. For me at first, I was like, outraged just about the Tottenham story, like 100% bias, like how dare they talk about Tottenham players this way. But even as it evolved 
like it just seems unfair to and it seems like just a clear act of scapegoating to say football players are wealthy they should pay their fair share and of course they should but without getting too political like the health secretary matt hancock saying football players basically should be funding the hospices i think is really inappropriate on many levels like i don't think football players are responsible for the end of life care for people like that to me should be a function of society and a function of a government and all the more evidence that we need to fund these critical services in the first place so that's as political as I'll try and get about that but yeah just it seems unfair and I'm really happy that players like Gary Neville and some of the broadcast players like have pushed back and been like Matt Hancock should come on talk sport and we'll we can have a chat about this because I don't think he's handled it very well and I don't think the scapegoating of the players is fair because also the players aren't responsible for the actual clubs like Harry Kane and you know, all these other players, they didn't furlough the players. They're not responsible for that. So, And I think we all can recognize that they're very willing to do their parts, and a lot of them do give generously to charity, and so I think they should be applauded for that. But it's just to single them out like that at a national press conference didn't seem super fair, so I'm a bit disappointed about that. Yeah, it's a really tough break for, I guess, Spurs having been the club to somehow take the brunt of this. I guess there's always already been backlash or I guess kind of internet hate against Enoch and ENIC and Levy and all that so and because like right before this I guess there was that news that like I think Tottenham was one of those profitable clubs like that news came out so it kind of just compounded it but you're right I, I agree with the part where in footballers aren't responsible for saving society yeah. with their paychecks uh, I mean I love that there's also the internet trying to bully billionaires into um, donating to like their their wealth and like how Jeff Bezos you know was only given like point like two hours of his time or something like that which is like a hundred million something nuts so I think it's insane that I mean I guess there is a point to to discuss it but I don't know if it's fair that it's just Tottenham that's getting you know all of this negativity yeah leave Harry alone <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But hopefully, I don't know, hopefully the players' union is good and like leaders like Gary Neville and, and uh, Wayne Rooney can keep fighting that good fight because I think you know, they deserve to look out for themselves. And I gather the Premier League itself isn't, isn't you know, shining a good light on itself, like not handling the situation very well, not being clear with the players, kind of throwing them under the bus in certain circumstances. So um, they, they need some work as well, I think, the, the league itself. No, I think the league has a lot to do, and you're right, like, it's not on the players, but, like, I mean, I'm sure there's also stress on them for the people who don't exactly have, like, the most, the best performance this season. Like, if, you know how employees of normal jobs are kind of getting insecure about their jobs? Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess them, too, to another level of insecurity, given how much they're paid. So, yeah, I don't, I I feel for them, but I, I just, like, it's strange how embroiled the Premier League is with, like, COVID-19 situation. I guess, speaking of players, out of a lack of things to talk about, and while there's nothing going on, Mr. Gold of Football London, Alistair Gold of Football London, um, released this article this week about his speculation on the future of Tottenham players. It's, it's interesting because he essentially just listed all the players down and said whether he thought there was a short-term, long-term, or what kind of term there is for these players. And I think of note, so he just really goes through the entire squad 
And I think the two things that stand out for me, and I guess you guys will share this link as well in all and all the links we'll ever discuss uh, in the notes section of our podcast. But what scared me is that he considers Hugo Lloris and Jan Vertonghen as short term, meaning it's not a, no longer a long term future for them, and that really scares me. Jan and Hugo are obviously long time players, and for the short time I've been a fan, like they have been what Tottenham is for me, part of it, and like not seeing them in the club is just strange to me. What are you guys' thoughts on this article? Yeah, I thought I thought it was. I, I mean, I concurred with a lot of what he said. I mean, as you say, it'll be really sad to ever see Hugo or Jan go because, as you say, in the last kind of whatever it is, five or six years, they've been absolutely critical. So it's it'd be really, really sad to see them go. For Hugo, I, I kind of completely understand. He's won the top prize in football, the, the World Cup. And if he wants to go and finish his his uh, career at a, at a good club in France, I think would super support that. So I, f- I feel like that would be in a nice a nice finish to his, his journey. So, of course, it'd be terrible to see him go. I have huge faith in, in Gazaniga. So I'm. I don't feel like we'll be in too much of a vacuum. But I mean, Hugo at the back is always just. He's been next level for us so many times. Just like absolutely. I mean, winning games as much as a goalkeeper can, but you know, properly keeping us in games that we barely deserve to be in. Just coming up with huge save after huge save. Last. I mean, even the single save against Sergio Aguero last season in the Champions League. I mean, that our journey through the Champions League would not have been possible without that. I'm I'm fairly confident. So, yeah, he's been absolutely pivotal. Yeah, I also I kind of agree with this short-term projection for Mr. Gold. I I hope that short-term includes like a win with us next season, whether it's Premier League or Champions League. I just I want it to happen and then he can go wherever he wants to go whether it's to a to his club, his original club back in Nice, or if he wants to go to the US or China or wherever. As for Jan, like, I guess it'll come out in the Amazon documentary. Like, I genuinely, I'm curious what's going on. If Jan is holding out for something, or if the club's just not offering what he wants. Like, I don't know why it's all been up in the air for so long, because... I mean, he's he's still a great player, and yeah, I mean, before coronavirus and things, like, I would have been happy if we can just hold on to him for one or two years. Now that everything's been pushed back for a year, I'd, I'll be pleasantly surprised if he stays with us, you know, for more than another season. Oh, man. What, what shocked me about the Jan thing is that Toby just signed, like, come on, besties. Yeah. I mean, I guess that yeah. didn't stop Musa from leaving, so it's not like they're bound to each other but it just makes me so sad but also yeah. like if you take a look at our i guess defenders like damn well exciting for Jafet, tanganga like sanchez still there obviously we have toby and then ben davis so like i mean i'm not sure who malakai fight fagan walcott is i guess he's a new kid on the block but what are you guys thinking of our defenders if those are the long-term ones i mean ben so happy that he, he signed yeah, I'm super excited about the people that Gold thinks will be long-term. Like, I think we've got a really good core going forward. I think we've all been super impressed by Tanganga and what he's been able to do. So I feel like if we can just add one or two players, like a, a right-back is obviously still so important. But super happy with Tanganga and Sanchez and, uh, and Davis and Toby. So I think we still have a super strong defensive core. Yeah, no, no, I agree, Toby. Uh, at least we have... 
Tanganga and we have Toby and, and Ben and I guess we'll we'll wait for who else we get in the transfer if there will be a transfer market this season with, with what's happening God knows I think the yeah. midfield was an interesting one with we have on short term here Eric Dyer that surprised me because I always thought that like Mourinho had a soft spot for him uh, given all the Portuguese speaking they must be doing with each other I don't know and, <laughs> and then of course there's Tangi and Dombele who is I don't know why there's so many rumors about him and like how things seem to not be going well for him I don't know considering he was her big signing uh, in the last season no. Uh, anything interesting standouts for you guys? Standouts I, for you guys? Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with his assessment of Dyer here. Like, I mean, I'm biased because he's one of my favorite players as well. But even that he's put in the midfield here, I think he has been moving. If I'm not wrong, has been moving more into kind of defensive roles, and I think he'll work really well as a deputy for one of the center backs if he plays in a center back with a center back who's much better on the ball. Because I think Dyer is just not quick enough when it comes to passing and moving the ball. So. If he's partnered with somebody who's a bit quicker on the ball, like I don't like Sanchez and Dyer might be a bit dicey because they're probably not our strongest passing defenders. But either Toby and Dyer, or you know, if we do end up signing a center back to work with Dyer as well, I think he he can still be part of the part of the future of the defense. Yeah, we we love Eric Dyer. Yeah. We do, yeah. <laughs> I was also surprised about that prediction because I feel like we're seeing Dyer play more now this season exactly. under Mourinho than, than like all of last season. So I, yeah, surprised to see that. Are you surprised that Eric Lamella is in the short term? Yeah, I disagree with this on many levels as well. I think he's such an important player. I love the way he plays. When he comes on at the 75th minute, just ready to throw elbows and crack heads and just do what it takes to win. Like, I love watching him play. And the fact that he's come back several times from injury, fairly serious injury, from slumps, he comes back and he finds a way to really, you know, set off some peak form. So I think he's always worth keeping around. And I think he's a great asset for the team and a good, you know, a good fighting spirit. So I sincerely hope we hold on to him. Yeah, and I guess, I don't know, maybe we should be uh, thankful that it seems all our attackers are on a uh, long-term basis. Or at least that's what uh, Mr. Gold thinks. Including, of course, skipper Harry Kane. I think what I just wanted to tangentially bring up here is that, as you guys know, Harry did this interview on Instagram Live a couple weeks or a couple days back wherein he was saying that if, you know, things don't pan out, it's not like he's going to just be sticking around Tottenham for the sake of. Yeah, it's it's disheartening to hear it from him directly, I guess, to, to be quite clear that he's going to continue to be focused on achieving the highest heights of football and I think he has every right to do so and if he needs to go to Bayern Munich or Barcelona, Real Madrid, wherever it takes to to really start getting some silverware, I would absolutely back him to do that. I mean, he's he's too he's too good. He's too good. I mean, obviously I'd rather him succeed at Tottenham, but I don't know. I'm 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 still feeling a bit in the dark about how Mourinho's going to achieve all the, you know, the high hopes we have for him. So if uh, Harry Kane's really ready to subscribe to the Mourinho program and give him a few transfer windows to quote unquote build the team he wants, then it could be promising. But I don't, I don't know how much time Harry owes to Mourinho. Like, sure, he wants to deliver for the club, but that, does he necessarily really want to tie his wagon to Mourinho at what could be the peak of his career in the upcoming, you know, two to two seasons? Yeah, I think right before this, we were talking about a video interview, and we were saying that this message coming now 
Like, it's it's hard to hear, but I guess it's not super surprising. And it's, it's hard to imagine that you'd see this coming from Harry, like, maybe a year ago under Pochettino. Like you were saying earlier, that maybe he doesn't feel like he owes Mourinho anything, but I think it was very different under Pochettino's. Yeah. Yeah, shit, I guess. I hope Alistair Gold's, like, prediction as long-term for Harry, I hope that one comes through, because as much as we can't blame him, it would be extremely extremely devastating to watch him go and hopefully he doesn't when we win silverware or before we win silverware but who knows who knows oh man lots to think about i guess but he's in he's in quite a good contract until when is it he has four he has a couple years yeah so i mean even the silver lining even if we did sell him i mean god knows what it would be for 150 million or something so I mean, we're going to have to find that silver lining and find a way to really put that into the club and, and build new options for attack because we are very heavily dependent on him at the moment. All right, well, hopefully Mr. Gold makes more happy predictions for us as we, uh, I don't know, I don't know his uh, guessing average. Well, I guess we'll find out in the next in the next couple of years. But time will tell. Yeah, time Son will tell. is good news. I mean, he's... He's super important too, and if we can keep him long term, and he hasn't said anything about about going elsewhere, so let's. I'm gonna pin my pin my hopes on him. <laughs> hey, you might as well get some kumbaya in there. Yeah, no, definitely. We still have we have more. We have Troy. We have Sunny. And hey, we still have Kane. Let's not talk about him like he's left, because this is all just speculation. And uh, yeah, after all. <laughs> With that, I guess, thanks, Toby, for uh, sharing with us your good spirit and, <laughs> yeah, and then thoughts on uh, what's left of the season or what, what else we have moving forward. But yeah, hopefully the next time we speak, I say that I said that two weeks ago, I'm saying it again now, hopefully we'll have some good news um, regarding the season. I don't know what good news entails right now, but I think we need it. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone listening has any good news or any sort of news that you want us to talk about in the next episode, just let us know on Twitter. Shout out at at Stalking Spurs on Twitter. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks, guys. And we're back. Welcome back, guys, to our favorite section, our social media roundup, wherein we scour through all the different social media um, channels, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, God knows, TikTok? Should we be on TikTok? Uh, but don't worry, guys. You can follow along by uh, checking out our episode description. We'll be posting all the links that we're discussing so you can follow along and get obsessed with us. Acid, this show, we have no. a lot to discuss. Even with the pandemic happening globally, I mean, COVID-19 is real. Somehow, we still have content regarding it. Yeah, it seems like people are just to make up for the absence of, of actual football to talk about. There's just so much else that's being turned out. Yeah, yes. including good deeds. Yes, I think the, we'll kick this off with two good deed headlines. Firstly, from Toby. So, um, on Twitter, Football Daily shared a video of Toby Alderweireld talking about how he donated tablets to a local hospital. And at first you think, what? <laughs> Why tablets? It sounds so random. But you watch the video and okay, yeah, you start to appreciate. It's because he wants to like, I guess, 
give, for example, kids uh, a way to distract themselves if they're going through some kind of treatment, which can be stressful. They can play games on the iPad. Or if you're older, you can use the iPad to stay in touch with peeps who can't visit you. So it's, it's actually quite sweet and well thought out. So thank you, Toby. Thank you, Toby. It is really sweet. I agree. At all, I was also like, what? Tablet? Yeah. Like, did he just have 10 tablets, like 10 iPads lying around? And he's like, oh, maybe I should <laughs> offload these. Here. We're spoiling it, but later we'll find out. I mean, maybe he does have more than one iPad, as other uh, other Spurs players have, I mean, three iPads? I don't know. Uh, so, but kudos to Toby. Super kudos for doing something about it. Putting literally his money where his mouth is. I mean, I guess in other symbolic gestures during this COVID-19. As you know, in social media, you can hear all of these like different cities, countries around the world, like for a minute on a given hour of the day, everybody starts clapping for frontliners. And obviously our players were in on this. So at one point in the past two weeks, there was this uh, clap for NHS and National Health Service in the UK. And I think it was just cute and funny how some of our players participated. For example, Captain Hugo, Hugo Lloris and his BBs, like he, I swear, Anna Rose, Juliana, and baby Leandro were all in their lovely living room and doing like a really polite like clap. I like the intro they gave and that they were just clapping. It was a bit awkward but also cute because I guess cute kids. More importantly though, we get Eric Dyer clapping in the <laughs> yeah. dark. I mean, I'm glad this is an IG story because I never have to see it again. But I kind of want to because I don't know where he is. What is he doing in the dark? Yeah, so it's just a, it's an IG story of him standing outside what looks like a barn. At least that's that's as much as you can make out in the darkness. <laughs> He's standing outside of a barn and clapping. I mean, but like, hey, we're clapping for the NHS. Yeah, so you know clap in the dark, it, clap but... in your well-lit living room like the Larissa's, wherever, just clap. Clap wherever you can. I guess coming from this pandemic, we all know we're stuck at home, so you gotta make the most out of being stuck at home, and the team is uh, not a stranger to being stuck at home. Uh, the official Instagram account, Spurs Official, actually posted, yeah, it's on the grid, but it's a video, basically of the team doing virtual training. And boy, is there a lot to unpack. Yes! So it's like a video taken from the training facility of screens, and on the screen you see like a Zoom multi-location workout happening. And like if anyone's used Zoom, and like I guess by now everyone has used Zoom, you'll see like little signals <laughs> that tell you that you're watching something on Zoom. Like the little squares, the gallery gallery view where you can see all of the participants. You see like labels that reflect the device that they're streaming in from. So we kind of get these little details, like some of the the devices are like iPad de Hugo. Or Harry's iPad 3. <laughs> Which I think is adorable. <laughs> Harry, how many iPads do you need? <laughs> but hey, you know what? I mean, I guess a lot. Yeah, is this like 3 of 3? Or is this 3 of 10? 3 of 10 like Toby? I don't know. Or or did he... Are all 3 still alive? Or he just never got to rename like... It's his third iPad. The first two had died. I don't know. And iPad to Hugo is just sweet. You know that he clearly has his uh, iPad set to French. But there was another video though that didn't show a zoom call it was like this really weird but nice and lovely like futuristic like zooming in zooming out big video small video like a a, a moving wall of like workout photos and of workout videos like quite interesting what tool they were using yeah so if anyone knows 
what tool that is, then just tweet at us at Stalking Spurs. Let us know. So maybe we can like sign up also and try to, to be in on it. The Zoom bomb <laughs> their their workouts. Speaking of Zoom bomb, I mean who what like I know all of this is password protected, but I wonder how many permutations there are of numbers for us to guess what their like number is for their uh their conference call. I'm gonna try to rewatch that video and try to put it in slow motion to see if it's indicated yeah. anywhere. And zoom in on something. Um, you never know. And Hans. And Hans, like, uh, yeah. like, all this minority report style. What were your thoughts on the music oh. for that? Uh, all over the place. Session? It makes me wonder who is choosing <laughs> the songs for the soundtrack. Because it starts off with, like, Sweet Home Alabama or whatever, which is a great song and a great song to work out to. And then you move on to, like, Let's Get Physical, <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. And, like, did someone add that to the playlist because they genuinely enjoy working out to the song? Or was it, you know, piss-taking, kind of? What's that about? And then to get even more random, another song that you get a glimpse, you get, a, like, a... a a snippet of is an acoustic cover of Maroon 5's Memories. So I I don't know. Set the random. I mean we all know that they <laughs> they do they do talk about how who controls the playlists in the uh, locker rooms. I wonder if they, they did the same thing for these workouts. But yeah, so many questions. It was just nice to see all of them like get together on stationary bikes. Also, are these bikes provided for them or do they just have to have it? Like, I wonder, like, if there is a uh, set guideline on what equipment you need in your house. Because this this is pretty tough, uh, having to train virtually. But kudos to the team. Stay safe, stay home. More about staying home. So, also this past week, on the Tottenham Hotspur official Facebook account, um, there's a video published of an interview with Toby Alderweireld seemingly sitting at his kitchen counter and answering questions about the training at home experience and it's it's quite nice because you kind of get a get a glimpse into what what that's like for him and he he acknowledges how difficult it is to i guess be training full time and also being like a full time dad to two very young kids including one baby so it's it's quite sweet to hear him talk about what this lockdown experience has been like for him um and i i watched the entire thing it's it's not a very long video it's, it's quite short and I was, I was hoping for an ayla alderweireld cameo just popping in in the background or something like the the bbc <laughs> bbc style toddler dancing into the room <laughs> while her dad is on a video interview but nah there wasn't maybe it was nap time She's way too behaved uh, to, to do this, but she's just adorable. I would I would have loved to see more of her. So if we had last time, we discussed uh, the Nike campaign about playing for the world of blood or rehash it. This time around, we get to see the Adidas version of it. So half of the team now is posting working out at home because they are part of the Adidas home team. And I think it's just, of course, everyone posted, Deli, Aurier, all of the Adidas uh, folk posted, but I guess I just want to call out. Sunny, of course, is back in Korea, I'm assuming, because he did get special dispensation to go back during this break. And the reason why I think it's Korea is because he is working out in a balcony, but it just seemed like it had a very soul vibe to it. I'm assuming it's soul. He's basically working out on a balcony of like a glass with wood and it just it's gorgeous. And of course the first photo in this multi-photo post is Sunny 
kneeling on one knee, uh, of course, in all Adidas gear, on an exercise mat, and if you swipe through the collection, he looks fabulous. It is really like workout, but make it fashion. Yeah. And it's editorial. He's giving you the looks. He's giving you the poses, but it's not like a cheesy workout video. It really is like high fashion. It editorial. looks like a set because the the background just looks amazing. <laughs> this can't be a real balcony. This is like what a bunch of production designers <laughs> created to have like an especially like unnaturally good looking balcony. Even the light is unreal. Like, is that natural light? Because I I could be persuaded that if there's also like some cinematographer <laughs> trying to make this look as awesome as possible, it it, just, it looks so it looks so good. I mean, we know Sunny knows how to make a grid look good, and if anyone could make SpawnCon look good, it's him. So I kind of wish he put more effort into his Gillette posts next time, because I feel like. There's like prime material there for him to be shaving, quote unquote, I don't know if he shaves again, but him shaving in his actual bathroom or like, again, a photo shoot of this level. So Sunny, keep it up. Clearly, we're not the only fans of Sunny, but I mean, we can't blame everyone yeah, for so loving Sunny. Yeah, so we love him and apparently Virgil van Dyke of Liverpool loves him as well. And you'll see the, the link in the episode description, but there's a link to an article on HITC.com where there's a, an interview quoted with... VVD and he needs to put together he's been like challenged to put together like his dream five aside team and of course he chooses Sunny who wouldn't I bet his real answer would be five Sunnies or four Sunnies and him or something (laughs) four Sunnies and him you know what I, I, I don't doubt it so just shifting back to home workouts another post that we want to talk about is Dyer on a bike so this past week he posted on Instagram a photo on his grid of him at home on an exercise bike. Um, And I guess here's where you already kind of see the difference in style with Sunny's workout from home but make it fashion. I feel like Dyer's feels much more like normal person's gym at home. Even the bike is quite an like uh, quote unquote accessible piece of equipment. So (laughs) he is, he is. Of course, we're here to stalk. So we see this photo and we start zooming in on the details of the bike. And then we we find online what this bike model is and like its features and how much it costs. And just just to compare, according to the the bike site, this particular bike costs 1,200 pounds, which sounds like an insane amount. But then you compare it to like, you know, the the luxury mega high end options of like Peloton. And then that's the super basic version is 1.9 and of course if you're a premier league player you're not gonna go for the basic you're gonna go with all the bells and whistles and that goes up to like 2000 something so it's just like yeah interesting to see dire choose like the accessible options i mean he does ride right here so you know what I'm, I'm not surprised i think just the note lastly on this post is that musa dembele commented on it and he comments slim <laughs> to the heart so i don't know if he's joking teasing Dyer but I thought it was cute that he commented of how I guess how trim Eric was looking I don't know if that's his nickname for him Slim yeah is it a nickname or is it a compliment so I think it's cute that they still I like it I think it's both and I think it's just sweet that they're still kind of commenting on each other yeah I guess more more spurs at home uh given they're all stuck there uh, obviously a lot of the content is coming from their house and it's just nice to see little glimpses of it so i guess we start with off with harry with the three ipads harry wing 
So they're gonna spend a lot of time working out, of course, but when they're not working out, they're relaxing, like how Winxie chooses to relax with a cup of tea. So if you check out his Instagram, he's posted a video of how, you know, how would a Premier League player make his own tea? Of course, it's gonna be <laughs> quite unique to his strengths. So you see him kind of, there's a cup in the foreground and he's out in the background and then he does a trick where he kicks the tea bag from his foot into the cup, which is super cool. And then he does something which I find incredibly weird, <laughs> where he lets the tea steep for seven seconds before he starts drinking. That's a bit weird. Is that really, is that tea? It, I'm not sure that that counts as tea if the tea bag's been in there for only seven seconds. That is sacrilege. Like, I'm not even that big a tea drinker and I feel like I steep it for like at least a minute. Yeah, but cool trick. Weird tea, but cool trick. <laughs> I guess you can't have it all. You know, from tea, we go to food. A lot of the Spurs players are obviously having to feed themselves. And I don't know what it is about, like, barbecues and the Argentinians. We saw them with the asado before. Now, um, both Gazaniga and Lo Celso posted, like, one after the other. I was actually like, are they in the same barbecue together? You should be social distancing, guys. But no, separate houses, separate pieces of steak. Uh, they were barbecuing steak. It looked good, honestly. I haven't had meat in so long. That I was just like, please feed me. They look super good. But also we get a glimpse of Captain Hugo cooking pizzas in their lovely kitchen. Like, it's so nice to see all these like little details of their kitchen. And obviously they have the center counter island with like big space in between. And just like a really nice and bright yeah, kitchen. Yeah, it's a so really good looking kitchen. I wonder how those pizzas tasted, but it's so really good looking kitchen and really good looking pizza. So... I'm shocked it was an Italian pizza that they were making, but I was hoping for like some, I don't know, ratatouille from, <laughs> from Chef Hugo, but really interesting to see. So you also see that he's making like a few, a bunch of small pizzas. And I'm wondering, is that for him? Is he making himself a snack or is he making those for his daughters? For his daughters. These are definitely for the kids. Those, those are like personal pizzas and it would have been cute if the, the girls were there too, but I love that he helps around in the kitchen. That is such a, such a turn on for me. Good job, Marine, for training <laughs> yeah. him right. Moving on now to Delhi. So Delhi shared a bunch of posts this week. Um, there may not be any football, but he's still making money with all of these sponsored posts. One of them is, I guess it's a, it, it's a paid partnership with Boohoo, but it's also about Twitch. I'm not sure what's happening here. Which it's which brand is this for? <laughs> and what is what a random partnership. Anyway, he's recruiting people to be on a squad. I don't know what that means. If this is speaking to anyone, go join a squad. <laughs> I guess the second post. And if anyone understands this, please let us know. Maybe speaks more to our demographic. The second post is I guess it's Delhi in his home theater watching The Lion King and that that iconic scene in Lion King where Simba is raised up above all of the other animals Delhi recreates with his dog named Uno. <laughs> so much to unpack here. His dog is named Uno. Very cute. <laughs> yeah. I guess they love the game that That's so really it's a I was wondering because this is like SpawnCon from Disney Plus. Like, did Disney have this concept and they pitched it to Delhi, like, hey Delhi, you have a dog, you like Lion King, we're gonna pay you to recreate the scene. Or did they just like tell Delhi, you know what, here's a bunch of money, do what you want, tag us, okay, bye. 
it must have been the latter. Delhi seems like the kind yeah. of just riff on these like ideas. Yeah, it's a great concept. And, and you know what? It works for him. It's a great concept. He should he should uh, take it st- take a stab at uh, pitching to advertisers. Clearly, he's got some concepts up his sleeve. And I guess lastly, in this entire Spurs at home, Jan is doing a lot. Like he's on Twitter randomly, whether he's retweeting praise for Musa Dembele being like the best midfielder or, you know, somehow taking selfies of him with a buzzed haircut. I don't know if he shaved this himself, if his wife did it, but he looks kind of good. But also, he's recommending board games. I don't know how he decides which fans to reply to, but one of the fans tweeted like, Hey, at Jan Vertonghen, any board games you'd recommend during these day-at-home days? And you know what? He replied. He said, Codenames, Blocus, and 30 Seconds. I think I've heard of Codenames, but I have never heard of Blocus and 30 Seconds, so... Yeah, I've, I've played Codenames, and it's fun. And I know there's like an English version. I believe there's also like a Philippines edition. I wonder if he, he means like the Belgian version or he plays the English version. That would be interesting. That would be super interesting. But you know what, Jan? You and your buzz cut and your board games and your Musa love, we miss you. And uh, keep tweeting because it's always so interesting to see what he likes and tweets. Which I guess leads us to our uh, favorite topic of the week. Welcome to Baby of the Week. Okay, now it's time to get serious. (laughs) Really crowded space in the Baby of the Week category this week. So we're, we're talking five different babies. First parent up today is Lucas. So this week he posted on Instagram a video of him with Pedro in one arm and Miguel in the other and he's doing squats. And that's a serious workout. That's they cannot be that cannot be a light load. What is that? Is that like 50 pounds worth of child that you're you're squatting? At least 50 pounds. I can't even squat. Yeah and they're like while he's (laughs) without the babies. He's like putting in all that effort the kids are kind of just chilling and being cute <laughs> just enjoying they the are cute they are super cute i love that they're both in of course everyone's in adidas wear naturally this is again the home team but it's just so cute how the kids are so cooperative they're like yeah cool there's a camera mom's taking it i'm assuming and dad's here uh, squatting and they're proper squats too they are. so it's not like they're it's not around. like a half-assed non-committed squat it's a proper squat Good on you. I guess for more cuteness, we move on to a BB boy Leandro Lloris. Again, this is from Marine Lloris, um, Hugo's wife. From her Instagram stories, and because it's gone, thank you to a fan Instagram that, you know, reposted this. But we're getting more and more of baby Leandro's face. So we have Anna Rose giving baby Leandro a kiss. And he's so cute in his knitted sweater. Like, this boy is just growing up to be such a handsome child. She's covering, like, his lips with a heart smack sign. Like, I feel like it's, like, it's half-assed at this point. Like, it, you, you can tell she doesn't want to do it yeah. anymore, but she's kind of got it into it that she has to keep continuing doing it. I feel like the, the sticker covers the same amount of face as the pacifier. So what, <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what function is this serving? Not much. Yeah, so you know what, Maureen, if you need to hear it from someone, let it be me. You don't have to keep doing this. If you want to show us his face, you can show us. I give you permission. It's alright. Such a cute. A parent who needs no permission. <laughs> Up next. So we have a, like a <laughs> multi-photo post from Lameli this week. It's a three-photo post of him and his son, who we believe is named Tobias. And these are throwback photos, obviously. Yeah. These are not 
like they're not going on holiday right now. They're yeah. not on no, not now. And I, not we just now. particularly want to call out the third third photo in the series for the extreme cuteness of both father and son wearing the same shorts. It's really cute. Did they like have these made or did they happen to find shorts that were available in every possible size? It's it's adorable. And this child is what two years, four months, at least according to my poor translation of his caption. It's it's such a sweet. Like I think if you notice, Lamella also posts like all these workout videos of him and Tobias is just running around the gym. So I think it's just really sweet how he and his baby are clearly, clearly very, very close. So incredibly close. And I think he's one of the more at least it seems hands on dads. Like he's there he is, all yeah. the time. And I think it's really sweet. However, we have reached uh, the end of Baby of the Week, and it would be remiss of us if we didn't include our number one baby. Ayla Alderweireld once again tops our Baby of the Week with a post from Toby, her father, entitled, so he, he captions this uh, video of them called Sunday Cuddles, sun emoji, heart emoji, and obviously this is happening on a Sunday. If you play the Instagram video, you will see Toby is out in his backyard, and coming from behind him is Ayla running at full force towards him, and Toby giving her a sweet kiss. I swear this father and daughter combo is just too much. I have been watching it on repeat since we saw this. It's a bit creepy how often I've seen this, but you know what? I love her and she's just- <laughs> And Spurs Official thinks so as well. I believe they repurpose this video as their own content. So we are we are not alone as fans. She, she, she just gives all the content and I don't blame them at all for reposting it. It's not her first. This is not her first rodeo. She's a Spurs official grid star at this point. But yeah, congratulations Ayla Congrats. once again. And with that, I guess we want to thank you guys for sticking around during this uh, weird period of uh, literally completely stalking the Spurs guys even with no football going on. Um, thanks for hanging in there. Thanks, Asim. Thanks, thanks Patty. For joining us again this week. I guess we'll see you guys and hopefully the next time with some better news regarding football, but hopefully even more content on social. Thanks, Thanks guys. See you Bye. next time. Come on, you Spurs!